Ahoy! Yo. Yo. It's been a while since we've done this, man. Yeah, it's been way too long. So, yeah, because I, I was on vacation and shit, and... I was, yeah, we, I was, I was on vacation, like... Yeah, and we, we like, drop we dropped the after-school special on everybody's asses, and then we just, yeah, yeah, we just, yeah. we just peaced out. Like, that was, <laughs> it was kind of uncool of us. Like, we, we released a very special episode of Blossom, and then we just disappeared. <laughs> we're back, yeah, yeah, It's yeah, fine. That... We, we, we got no obligations to anybody. Like, we're, no. we're, we shouldn't feel bad. No, no, no. Yeah. Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck you, no, listeners, okay, no. for your expectations. <laughs> That's not what I meant. I meant, like... We should, we should be praising ourselves for we're recording another episode. It doesn't matter if we haven't yeah, recorded man. in a while. Like, that's Listeners, fine. we hate you. No, we don't. Oh, my God, I'm going to die. I'm just kidding, everybody. We I'm going to cry. Um, but, yeah, I was in Amsterdam watching the new king get uh, installed, coronated. coronated. I keep typing coronated, and like coronated? my iPhone says it's not a word, so... Uh, my my iPhone does that with composability, and it really pisses me off because I can never remember exactly how to spell that. It, it used to do that to me with a lightsaber, but uh, that got fixed, <laughs> didn't it? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Lightsaber. Um, my phone has started learning uh, category theory terms, so nice. uh, I mistyped uh, conundrum, and it suggested comonad rum. <laughs> <laughs> Well Which done. frankly sounds like an awesome time. That's that's got some good rum. I'm I'm in. Mm-hmm. I'm in. Where, where do yeah. I show up? That's some rigorous ass rum. <laughs> yeah. Forty percent rigorous. <laughs> oh, make it makes sense. You can only extract the rum. You can't put more rum into the bottle. <laughs> mm-hmm. Makes sense. Um, Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> yeah, that was a category theory joke. So, so, yeah. So, so tell us, tell us, tell us about the uh, the cor- the cor- coronation, coronation, corona. The, yeah. The installation. The installation. Yes. <laughs> um, it took. So they have a once a year fe- uh, celebration called uh, Queen's Day, which is like just a national holiday where everybody gets a party and like the queen comes out and does a thing. But now there's no queen. Well, now the queen uh, has stepped down and installed her son. Uh, so we go from uh, Queen uh, Beatrix to King uh, Wilhelm Alexander. God uh, damn. And, yeah, it's pretty badass. And so he comes out, and he's got, uh, he's, uh, got a very pretty uh, Argentinian queen uh, who, uh, alongside him, and they have you know, their like, little blonde-haired children. And uh, they did the ceremony, and uh, we managed to get into the square be- uh, beneath which the ceremony was happening, but all around the city they had installed uh, big uh, projectors and projector screens, so everybody got to watch the ceremony, because everyone was out in the streets already milling around wearing orange. Uh, I've never seen so much orange in my life, holy shit. Oh. And, uh, they fucking love orange. They do. They love it. Damn. And sounds like they were watching. It sounds like like they were watching the Hunger Games or some shit. It, 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 it was a little bit more lighthearted than that, but it was serious <laughs> fucking business. Let me tell you. Less murder. <laughs> what if they had a Hunger Games before the king? Like, like they had like I a think that's of, called war. They had a bunch of guys. <laughs> That's the War of the Roses. That's what that was. It was just a, it was just the Hunger Games, but uh, with kings. Yes. Some Game of Thrones. The stakes shit. are high. Uh, but then the city commenced partying. 
Yeah! Uh, those dudes know how to party. Holy fuck. Nice. Uh, yeah, they just... There, there were just speakers everywhere. Just gigantic speakers playing as loud as they could, and people were just out in the street, just getting hammered. What, what kind and of... I, what kind of music did the did the did the Dutch like to listen to? Uh, well, there was one particular song that was just on all the time. It seemed to be the summer anthem. Was it Get Lucky? Uh, it was Get Lucky. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? Oh yes. my god! Oh my god! <sighs> I was I was only I half earnestly asking that, but I, I got a fully no. It was absolutely response. Get Lucky. I like for a few. Yes. Is, so I went with my uh, the group of college. Uh, friends with whom I had roommated uh, the uh, for like four years of college, and so I knew them really well. And then, but one of them uh, brought another friend for a couple of days who was from Sweden. He was like, "Yeah, because it was just coming out of the real dark, air, like the the months of darkness uh, up north when uh, Get Lucky came out, and people just latched onto it as like a." The sun has returned anthem, so it was everywhere. <laughs> nice, nice. It was terrific. It's a good fucking song. It's a good fucking song, despite your original haterade of it. And all right, all right. I guess we're gonna, gonna, gonna talk about Daft Punk now. <laughs> moving on, wait, moving wait. on. All- I, I feel, I feel like we would be remiss if we let this discussion drop w- without acknowledging what. Uh, the the celestial being that is Pharrell, yeah, and oh his, God, his yeah. handsomeness. He is, he is out of this world. He is the just the most handsome dude. Just like it's just insane. He's forty years old and he looks younger than he's me. 40? Yeah, he's, he's forty. Yeah, he's forty, dude. He's forty. What an asshole! I know. I know right? Fuck that guy, right? There, I saw some some photo of him like uh, at some. It was some like tabloid photo of somebody else but he was in it and he was wearing a like a fucking like it's like a houndstooth suit but instead of a houndstooth it was like a a, a check it was like a ch- like a slight check but like in the weave of the fabric it was like it just looked so fucking cool yeah dude and it went he's one of the best producers he's wearing a bow tie with it what a badass Ugh. and he's one of the best producers ever yeah absolutely He's insanely good, and it, it's really perfect that he and Daft Punk collaborated on that song because they're both their sounds fit really well together. Yeah, you know. Yeah, they, they, both, they both have a very clean and smooth sound. Like, I don't know how if you've listened listened to much of uh, Pharrell's solo work, but it's super like funky and breezy and seventies ish. Yeah. Uh, and so it fits perfectly well with, like, the guitar from Nile Rodgers. Yeah. Uh, who played on, like, We Are Family and shit. You well, know, yeah, like, the in, disco uh, classics. What the fuck was the band of the band that he was in? Um, I don't remember. I'm they were, like... Right now. I shot, he's, like, an incredibly... I love, I love uh, them, so I, I'm very ashamed that I'm not able to uh, remember this. Chic. Chic. That's it. Yeah, Chic. But, I mean, he's a super uh, prolific session musician. Yeah. So he's been in, like, every one of those, like, disco hits that's just kind of, like, permeated into the consciousness. And and, and funk. He's on a lot of f- other funk records, too, and stuff like that. He's he's really, really good. Mm-hmm. It's cool that they yeah, got that him to, is... to play. 
Yeah, that song is terrific, and you can tell that that song is terrific because you had people making unofficial mixes of the song out of the like minute-long clip yeah. that was posted because they wanted to listen to it for four hours or ten hours. <laughs> yeah. So it's just a riff that you can just listen to over and over again. Like your brain just derives like some fundamental dopamine rush from it. <laughs> like the legend of the phoenix. Shut up, Pharrell, in your spangly suit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, that song is uh, fucking terrific. So are we going to talk about, about that Punk now? Are we going to do that? Yeah, let's have the Daft Punk discussion. Like, okay. Colin, Colin hates on Daft Punk, so, but he doesn't want to admit that he really likes him. So, no, all right. So what is, I really enjoy their first two albums for the most part. Like, when I was maybe, I don't know, I was a teenager and I was visiting my cousin. Um, we uh, listened to nothing but Discovery and the first Dresden Dolls album on loop for like 36 hours. Um, and... No, don't nod your head. That's bad. <laughs> that was a bad experience. Because fuck the Dresden Dolls. Fuck Amanda Palmer. That music is terrible. Like, Oh, I saw, thought you said Crescendals, no, which is Dresden a uh, Daft Punk song. Oh, no, no, no. no, 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 no Amanda no. Palmer is the first terrible. Dresden Dolls album. Like, Coin Operated Boy, all that, all that, you know, Jeep or whatever. Like, all that stuff is all... No, no, no. Throw no. it okay. in the fucking trash. Um, yes, uh, I rescind my head nodding. Yeah, so, like... <laughs> It's like <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Um, so I listened to we listened to that, and so like I've heard Discovery so many fucking times that I can't listen to it all in order anymore because I just get I just get bored. I'm just like, oh, this oh yeah this song again. Like great, um, but I like the individual tracks a lot. Like I think it's really good. I just overloaded on it. Um, but I really like homework. I listen to homework as like, that's good workout music. Um, mm-hmm. but pretty much anything they've done after that, I don't really like, I don't well, really, human after all was not a very good album. I don't like, you can tell that it was rushed. I don't really like Tron, anything to do with Tron legacy, honestly. It, 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 it wasn't so great, but, but uh, like, I, I mean, did like, really the like film, the live album. They, uh, yeah. They, I have like a mix of theirs. That's like a live mix of them at some music festival is pretty good. And they they released a an official live album with uh, Alive 2007 which is like them in France. And yeah, yeah. they mix together their songs. They don't do it. Yeah. Uh they do a set, not like yeah. a concert I would say. And yeah. frankly, I think it's really terrific because like you know the the third album Human After All uh was totally rushed. They recorded it in like 6 weeks and you can tell that they've like they like fleshed out the interpretations yeah, of it. Yeah. Like it sounds the songs sound a lot better. It's, so it's, it's a terrific like, album. Uh, it's like it's like Radiohead with the like Hail to the Thief songs, right? Like mm-hmm. the arrangements that are on the album are like I mean they sound rushed. They sound like they were kind of recorded really quickly like they're not lush on Hail to the Thief, yeah? And like the the live versions of them are a lot more fleshed out, I feel like. I don't mind. I like. I like. I think I like "Hail to the Thief" more than you do, but yeah. uh, I do agree that the live versions are totally fucking terrific. Yeah, yeah, and what, what, it's weird because they like toured so heavily with the with the those songs before they came out with the album too. Like, pretty much all of those mm. songs had been toured pretty extensively before they recorded them, and I, I think it's just they, they were trying to go for more of a stripped down sound with it, mm. and like I don't know. Anyway, whatever. Uh, 
back to Daft Punk. Um, the other thing about Daft Punk that I like that just gets my goat up is that like they're one of those bands that is like like they're just they're just they attra- they're a crossover artist, right? Like they attract people who aren't listen who don't usually listen to that kind of music or like you know either electronic music or more funk type music. Um, and so it's like the weirdest, like, you know, not weirdest, but like people, they're like, oh, I love Daft Punk. And you're like, oh, do you like X? You know, do you like Slave? Do you like, you know, uh, Zap? Do you like, you know, uh, like Twin Shadow or something like that? You know, other electronic music artists. And they're like, who are those people? And it's just like, oh my God. Uh, yeah, that's, it's frustrating because, you know, there, it, there's a lot of people with shallow knowledge uh, uh, of it, and I think I think it's fair to say that uh, we're all sort of like just by our nature like obsessive completionists. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Like we we have interests, and you either kind of like something or you're like, yes, I must know all the things. So it is a yeah. little uh, strange, but I think it gets a lot of people to th- to listen to styles of music they wouldn't uh, otherwise. I think Arrow is fine. It just it just gets my goat up. Like I'm not saying that it's bad. I'm just saying that it it it, it rankles me and it it makes it, it difficult. Mm. It ra- <laughs> rankles. Yeah. Yeah. I never rankles out of that dra- dress. Yet. <laughs> no. No. Not not Leo. You know that's a real word. Don't make fun it, of me. It does. No. It's a real. It's a real. It's a real real word. It just, it's just a callback to the episode yeah. where we got too drunk and we could never release it. Oh, Sometimes, right! When I get Holy drunk... shit, I forgot when, about that. Yeah, when I get drunk... I was and pretty I, drunk, so... And I say wrinkles. <laughs> I say yeah. wrinkles. I remember this now. That was like four or five beers in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You get me that drunk episode. enough, I sound like Texas as fuck. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. That episode was like two hours and was totally unsalvageable. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that like the first episode that we recorded? Yes! Yeah, we, we, we just, but we so. all got yeah. way too drunk. Like it was like every few minutes, like I'm gonna go get another beer. I'm gonna go get another beer. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was, I, I'm gonna I switch remember, to whiskey. I remember my. <laughs> I remember at the time my girlfriend posted a, uh, um, like she like came into the kitchen where I was recording. And was like, oh my god, because there were oh, like yeah. eight, there were like eight <laughs> empty beers in front of me, and I've been we've been recording for like two hours. And she's like, did you just drink all those? I was like, yeah, yeah, I did. I'm podcasting. <laughs> I was like hammered. <laughs> so we uh, yes, we, we definitely adopted a no uh, no drinking on the on the job rule after that. Yeah, I'll, like sometimes I'll. I- Right now, all I'm drinking is the AeroPress coffee. Yeah. I like the little segue here, because I just convinced, uh, listener background, uh, my influence, I think it's fair to say, uh, convinced uh, Colin and Philip to pick up the fancy new AeroPress coffee ma- makers. And I mean, I, 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 I don't want to burst your bubble here, but I disagree. Uh, I mean, I just heard so much about the AeroPress. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it's just from, from so many people. And I actually bought it because um, the coffee place I go to... They uh Marvelous in San Francisco. Shout out. Go go to them. They're all great there. The whole team. Philip, uh, Preston, Matt, all those guys. They are they are all fantastic. Uh but they gave me some free beans. Uh when I bought I bought a Chemex with somebody and we, we split it and they were like, Here you go, have have some of this, these beans. These are really good. And uh so I was like, Well I don't have a I didn't have a coffee set up to like do whole bean coffee, so I'm like, I'll buy an AeroPress seems logical and 
The first day I got to AeroPress, I made four cups of coffee. In a yeah, row, that's in a row. It. and I was, <laughs> I was like destroyed. <laughs> yeah, and I, I will, I will allow like, Patrick. Patrick, you definitely gave me the final push I needed. I, I was always like, damn, I need one of those AeroPresses. But but when you you and I were actually talking like on video chat, and you were like drinking the AeroPress, I was like, that looks delightful. Um, yeah, I was like, it's <laughs> so good. And and the thing that I, I not only does it make a great cup of coffee and it's convenient, but you know. It really appeals to me on an aesthetic level in, in, in the, the, the order it brings to my coffee-making experience. I, mm-hmm. I go over, and I'm like, I have it stacked up in the way I like. I unstack it in a very methodical way. I, I make the coffee. I stack it back up, and that's it. It's just a very ordered ritual that makes I me like- feel good. I like the uh, I like the fact that there is literally no cleanup because the, mm-hmm. the that's what I because love the gasket about it. the gasket pushes the beans and the grounds you know oh, the grounds man. out man and then right into the trash it, you, I just push I literally popping that out into the oh trash. my god yeah it's so oh, it's so satisfying I'm on a, a very I'm getting, visceral yeah, level I'm getting a chub yeah. right now just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> episode title um, coffee chub aerofresh uh, but I I like the. Uh, I, I, yeah, I think I, I, what I like about it too is that it, it it's very space age and that it's a very simple solution to a, a, a complicated problem enabled by good manufacturing techniques. Yeah. Like you know, what I mean, I it's not something it. that could have existed up until we had a certain level of like ability to produce you know plastics and rubber and shit within certain tolerances, and so it's like. It's one of those things is, oh, well, because we have cool manufacturing techniques, we can make this extremely simple coffee maker. Mm-hmm. And that's and like I designed it. I described it as a refactored uh, aero pre- a refactored French press. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Basically. Because I mean, that's fundamentally the mechanism. You know, you've got this. Th- what's pushing down the coffee through the filter is not the rubber stopper that ho- that uh, no. seals the two. It's the air between the rubber stopper yeah. and the coffee. Uh, which is, is very elegant. It's just atmospheric pressure yep. that's pushing it down. I mean, and, and, and it's just a gasket. Like that's the cool thing. Mm-hmm. Right? It's literally just a gasket, and then yeah. you have a filter on the end, and then it pushes the water uh, through the thing. It's just like uh, it's all. It's also pleasing. Like like the sound is great. And then and then when you get if you have like the little uh, the little pot like the special pot with the the special little knot. Like I got the the nice Japanese one. Like. With Wait, like, what, what is it? Uh, what it's like it? it's basically the pour over pot that you use oh, like for Chemex. Oh, okay, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just oh, it's just delightful. Like the what? sound. Yeah. Wait, you, so that's where you boil? That's where you boil the water and then you pour it into? Yeah, the... I put it in the kettle oh, okay. and I put it on the stove and then then yeah, I put it in the air press yeah. then I top it off with that and just oh, the sound just. Yeah, it, I boil oh. the water in a kettle and then like I have a temperature probe and I put the temperature probe in the kettle and I get it to the right temperature. And then I pour it in, and then I use the like little paddle thing to stir. Yeah. And then uh, you guys are fancy. And then I wait, and then I have a whole like timing setup that I do, and like you know it's, I have this whole like thing. But that's I, I keep... probably the only variable I haven't worked out because I just have this like beat up ass like old fucking kettle. I'll, I'll send uh, you a link to the kettle I have. You'll love it. Yeah. Uh, does it have a temperature temperature readout? Because I'm not interested. No, Unless no. it has an LED. No, but it's delightful. Ah! It's just it's a, it's just a fucking a metal can. Buy a probe. Ah. Buy a temperature. Uh, yeah, probe. I need I need a probe. Uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right, Cartman. <laughs> God damn it, um. <laughs> dude. Yeah. Well, when, so Patrick was actually out here, 
um, for yeah, recently. like and, two, uh, uh, two weeks ago for a friend's wedding. Yep, and it was uh, it was delightful. But one of the things we did is we watched we watched some Beavis and Butthead clips, M- music on, videos. Music, They're the still music videos. so good. It was so awesome. That, it was like this is perfect. That that reminds me. It's just the. Yesterday, I found out a friend friend of the show and uh, my business partner Buzz Anderson can do spot on Beavis and Butthead impersonations. <gasps> it's amazing. I must witness. I this. must hear this. Yeah, we should we should we should get Buzz on the show. That'd be fun. Yeah, man. Yeah. friend of the show. We should get. We, I think I think we can tease this though because I've, I've been talking to Peter about this, um, and and we're, we're gonna do. I think the the next guest we're gonna have on the show is gonna be Peter Hosey. And we're, gonna yes. talk, we're, and we're gonna talk about cartoons. Great, yeah. Mm-hmm. Editor, editor, about, editor emeritus, editor Peter emeritus Hosey. Peter Hody. Yeah, Peter, Peter Hosey. Um, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be good. We're gonna talk about gargoyles. We're gonna talk Spider-Man. about uh, uh, Batman Beyond. Batman Beyond. Real Adventures of Johnny Quest. Um, oh man, we're gonna go deep. We're gonna go. Yeah, we're it's gonna fucking be. ham on some cartoons. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> it's gonna be good. So, so look for that episode coming out. You know, probably in two or three years or whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, with our work ethic. Yeah. Um, well, what were we talking about? We we're talking about AeroPress. Uh, coffee. Coffee. Yeah. So, so the 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 beans I got. If anyone wants to sample them, I re- highly recommend them. They are the uh, El Desarrollo um, beans from uh, Heart Roasters in Portland, and they're they're from a farm called El Desarrollo in in Colombia. Um, Oh, nice. And they're very, very, very good beans. Uh, they're really good. I bought a second bag. So the uh, the free coffee trick worked. I then did buy yes. additional yep. beans. But, I mean, I go in there all the time and buy coffee. So it's like... Yeah. The first hit <laughs> is free. They are, not, they are not losing any money by giving me free shit. <laughs> um, mm. yeah. uh, what, what else have we got to talk about? We just got to talk about just the... Turning back to music for a bit, the amount of good music that is coming out, yeah, man, like in the next like four to five months is just staggering. I feel yeah. like we, I feel like summer twenty thirteen is going to be one of those years where it's like, you know, you look back on like certain years and you're like, man, so much good shit came out that year. Yeah, it's like I it's like, like ni- nineteen eighty four for movies. Yeah, or or even just like more recently, like you know, like 2007 was a good year. There was a lot of good yeah, shit that, that came a good out year. that year. But it's like you know, it just, 1994. It kind of comes in like little batches and waves and stuff. So it's like I feel yeah, like I feel like this is going to be a good year. There's a lot of cool shit coming out. Um, so we got the Earl record. Yep. We got the Pusha T's first solo album, which is crazy because he's been rapping for like 20 years yeah. now. The new Deltron has, record. Oh my god, the new Deltron record. I thought it would never. And, come out. and there's already now, I, been so given much. Up hope. There's already so much good shit that's already come out too that we yeah. haven't even talked about. Like the, oh, yeah. the Ghostface record. Like he's the dropped, chance the rapper go, tape. Ghostface has dropped two albums this year already. That's crazy. He dropped. Well, uh, and, I, I guess D Block came out last year. I guess uh, yeah. D Block came out last year. Uh, uh, and not, the, sorry, like, Wu-Block. outside of the, the world, Wu-Block. well, there's the Kanye record as well. But uh, yeah. then you have outside of rap. You know, you've got the Daft Punk record coming out soon. You've got the, boards got the of new Canada Queens of the Stone. Boards of Canada. Boards of Canada. Yeah, finally. dude, the Boards of Canada. Oh my God, we got to talk about like what Boards of Canada did. Yeah, their little alternate reality game thing. All right, but I think do you guys first, see this shit? Let's talk about Wolf first. Let's talk about. Yeah. Wolf oh yeah, first. we need yeah, to we talk got, about yeah. Wolf. We're gonna do the new Tyler, we yeah, not, the new so Tyler we record. Set a, we set a challenge for ourselves. Which was, we were listeners. all going to listen... Yeah, listeners. Listeners. We set a challenge for ourselves, where we were all going to listen to Wolf. 
And the, which is the new Tyler, the Creator record, just right. in case. In case clear. you're a, some sort of fool and don't know Ooh. what the fuck we're talking about. Um, we hate you, listeners. <laughs> yeah, yeah is, we're just going to beat you up for the rest of the episode. We're just going to take your lunch we're gonna money. We're going to mock you for the rest of this episode. But uh, So we, we listened to this um, ourselves, but we haven't discussed it amongst ourselves yet. We haven't arrived at any sort of consensus. We haven't really even talked about our favorite tracks or anything like that. Yeah, because we wanted to save it for the show. For you. For you guys. We love you, yeah. listeners. We love and hate you. Um, yes. At the same time. <laughs> it's I love guess. covered in hate. Yes. <laughs> it's, it, what we're saying is we have an abusive relationship with you guys. Yes. <laughs> it's really problematic here. Um, so. I'm lo- I've got the track I, list. I, I really enjoy right it. Now. I got the tr- so, for reference, I have the track list in front of me. The production is just impeccable. Yeah. Like, R- right off the he's bat. He's really. Like, it's undeniable that the production is absolutely insane. Tyler is yeah. – I, I would go as so far as to say is Tyler is one of the top five producers working in hip-hop right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. He, he's got this – he's got a very distinct sound. And he's he, like he's super influenced in a great way by uh, Pharrell to, to the point where Pharrell is on this album. Yeah. Uh, and but, – but he's got like a bit, bit of the edge. He makes either these kinds of like floaty – jazzy songs even to even what like the the second to last track is just a straight up jazz track which we've actually talked about on the 95 yeah dude that's the track is insanely good yeah um it's like it's like but then he makes bimmer is another good example bimmer Uh, yeah which is a one stevie wonder or pharrell or like but then you've got these grimy like rizza style like just you know down Damo dirty keyboard rusty. Rusty. Rust, rusty rusty is one of like the breakout tracks of that album like what, it's rusty so is oh, one yeah. of my favorite tracks like period like i i, 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 I was like that i think beat. i think damo murdered everybody on the album on that track oh yeah, yeah dude, dude. Well, damo's verse is absolutely ridiculous tyler's verse is great too he's got some really unusual rhymes like um his his verse opens with like a He's talking about Tumblr or enjoying the that, weather. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. How's yeah. that go? How's Criticizing. That go? Uh, in the world where kids like myself are popping mollies with leather. leather. Yeah. Uh, leather. It's always on Tumblr, never going outside or enjoying, enjoying the, the weather. weather. Like that's a cool. Those are cool. Some cool rhymes. Yeah. Like, that's an unusual. And it's. And I like that the beat. The beat is kind of mm-hmm. like. It's kind of got like a six six four like triple meter kind of feel to it. Like. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get these like unusually long phrases. Although. Yeah, and he goes. Sorry, yeah. go on, Philip. My, my, I'm just want to say my favorite favorite line on the entire album is I'm popping like oil ollies and fire flames harder than DJ Khaled playing the fucking quiet. Game. I, yeah, yeah. It's so good. Yeah, it's I so good. <laughs> He's DJ really funny. Khaled playing the fucking quiet game. DJ Khaled, <laughs> we the best. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It, it's really. Uh. I, and you know you've got like a Tyler displays his like contempt for like the old you know hip-hop people who are like ah everything since like 1997 sucked yeah like yeah shut up hip-hop is like better than it's ever been yeah. like there was uh, a really good onion article about that actually oh yeah that, that, that was, was hilarious awesome. the onion article about guy actually cares <laughs> about future and direction of hip-hop yeah like he spends like the guy who like he spends a significant amount of his time worrying about the future of hip-hop music uh I'm gonna let you guess as to how many people like sent that to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. It was seven people sent that to me. <laughs> I think that means I think that means you win. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess like, one or two people sent it to me. So, um, the the thing about it was that like the opinions of the guy who they were profiling. So bad. Like that guy, I know. I that was guy so sucks. mad. I was so upset. I'm like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, yeah. Oh god, it was. Uh, th- that's when I knew. You know, I knew I was truly sunk when I listened to this parody uh, and you got news article. I was like, oh, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> this guy who is. God damn. Yeah. Uh, so so yeah, Rusty, great. Um, what did you? I, I really liked. Um, I. I I think some people didn't like it. Uh, was uh, Slater. Oh, uh, yeah. That, 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 it's a nice kind of... There's like a three or four song uh, string of like down-tempo, like not particularly aggressive tracks. And I, Slater falls right in the middle of that. I really like it. Yeah, I, I liked it. I felt like... One thing that I would say is a criticism of the album is that like... And this is a really weird thing to say because like... Mostly, you hear the opposite criticism of rap albums, but I feel like the features on the album were kind of weak for the most part. Like, really? I I totally disagreed. Like, I thought I, that I when more, they showed up, I wanted like, like I wanted more features. Like the features that are on there are they're pretty good, but I wanted I wanted to hear more of the like. I feel like Tyler like outshone all the his the features for the most part, aside from Domo. Uh, yeah. Like Earl's verse on Rusty, not I mean. Not the best. It's would, really I, short. That's I would the problem. say it's like the the worst verse of the three. Like, oh yeah, yeah, like he gets blown away by and Pharrell. Uh, Pharrell, uh, Tyler do really well, and like, you know, uh, Haji's verse on Jamba is yeah. on the second track is crazy. Yeah, he bodied it. Trash Wang is great too. That's a yeah. great, oh yeah, that's the, a great the, the, song. the 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 requisite on each of his albums, he does like the affectionate parody of like Waka Flocka. Yeah, uh, yeah. and gets his really untalented uh, crew members to do really terrible and really untalented uh, verses that you love every way. Oh, mm, anyway, yeah, 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 I always oh, like they're so. Yeah, after after that verse, like, like I always kind of cringe during the beginning of that song because it's so bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that song. Like, yeah, I know. Because it's, yeah. it's, it's fun. It's funny. Yeah, and Tamale. Mm-hmm. Tamale is such a fun song. Oh, yeah. It, it sounds like uh, it sounds like an MIA track. Yeah. Like you know? Yeah. Uh, but it's it's really good and really cool. And, and his, he's like, he's definitely maturing in his subject matter. Like, a lot of the previous, a lot of his previous records, especially Goblin, were like, so it was it was very concerned with shock value. You could tell, like, yeah. And this is a guy who like grew up on early Eminem records, <clears throat> which are still like to this day like incredibly just horrifying, uh, difficult, difficult to listen to because they're so horrifying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so you can hear that influence in him, but you know, and because and because there are some songs on Goblin that are just like appalling. Uh, yeah. In their brutality, I feel, but yeah, I feel this like- one. <clears throat> It, it grows up a lot. Yeah, I feel he's like he, he talks. He's got a lot to say, and he says it in a way that is, you know, it's interesting because he does address a lot of stuff head on, which is you would think might get you would get tired of hearing him talk about the same stuff because he does kind of talk about the same stuff. But he does a good job of 
were talking about it, like uh, Colossus is a good example. That's what I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, where he like you know, and he he does it in this way where it's like someone like talking to him and the per- the personas. I think really help a lot with like yeah, it's a tribute it- to uh, Stan by Eminem. Yeah, the, exactly. the story of the crazed, uncomfortable relationship with a hyper fan. Yeah. But yeah. and does but he does it says it's a, it's a it's a tribute but not in a, like a way to the track but it's drawing from his own experience you know what I mean mm-hmm. and it's like you, you know what weird association I had with that track that it it, it it still makes me laugh when I think about it uh, when I listened to Colossus I was like you know what that song reminds me of Limelight by Rush <laughs> Rush because mm-hmm. it, it, it it has the same theme of like. Uh, you know, not knowing how to deal with fame in the right way. Yep. Yep. I've, I've never heard the track. I'm not a big uh, Rush listener. I wouldn't imagine. I, they, you're you're much more into, like, CCR I'm... and stuff like that. <laughs> Shut up. Shut your face. <laughs> I listen to a little bit of Rush. I, I enjoy I enjoy some Rush. 2112? Uh, just nothing I've ever dipped into, so I, like, I, I have no... YYZ? Uh, yeah, I know, I know, like, I know they're big hits, you know, like, YYZ and Tom Sawyer and shit, but uh, I haven't ever done any uh, research into them, so, you know, I, I have no meaningful opinion, or no opinion informed enough yeah. to be meaningful. They're, so, they're, sort, of, sort of like your opinion about CCR. <laughs> no, no, I've listened to CCR, because they suck. They're, they're, they're a fun, fun rock band, but like many bands, their fans are kind of nuts, because, like, especially the people that get way too into, like, the, like... Ayn Randian influences of Neil oh. Peart's writing. It's like, like it's the uh. same. It's the same people who are who are like like really into Led Zeppelin. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just like, I mean, like, they make good music, but like, I don't know if Led Zeppelin are deep enough to really get go yeah. uh, <laughs> go down there. Because I mean, a lot of it shit is like the Lord of the Rings, basically. Like, I mean. I mean, it is literally the Lord of the Rings. Yes, it is very track, literally. It's just, yeah. it's just saying about the book. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, and then the hobbits moved on to the next yeah, area. Like, like, shut up, Robert Plant, nerd. <laughs> nerd! What do we have? Oh, I, I, I have something else to say about... So I read this article, and I, it was... Fucking bizarre! Like, so this guy had this pre- very particular interpretation of of. Oh, I of know exactly Wolf. what article you're talking yeah, about. The one where he I basically don't... is saying he's saying Wolf is a prequel to the Bastard oh, trilogy, yeah, yeah, and it is not an entry in it. That that he's taught he's setting up these therapy sessions, and like he there's, there's this whole story about like him killing members of Odd Future, and like it's it's ins- and, and and it sounds like the kind of thing that like Tyler kind of rails against. He's like, yo, like. What are you doing? Like, that's not what I meant. But at the same time, at the same time, he makes like you know um, the the part that really got me when he's like, it's clearly a prequel because he's like the the ending, in, the, in, ending. Yeah, the ending, and and Rusty where he's like he's like I'm gonna record the sessions and, and send all you motherfuckers a link. Like, uh, yeah, it's I crazy. I love that part of the song too. Like, yeah, because um, Tyler's flow on Rusty is really cool sounding too. Mm-hmm. Like, you, if you definitely listen, if you listen to Wolf and Bastard in order, the albums flow together so seamlessly yeah. in terms of the skits and the plot uh, that, like, I think that that was intentional. I don't think that 
he, I, I don't think that Tyler wrote, like, put out, when he put out Bastard, his first mixtape, I don't think that he imagined it as, like, I don't think he he, he had envisioned the plot already. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I do think that since, I, I do think that Wolf was a conscious attempt to establish a narrative among his albums. I feel uh, which like- is exactly the sort of thing that he would do. This was, yeah. a, this was a kid who was in Drama Club, remember? Yeah. yeah. Basically, what it feels like to me is likely he's like, all right, yo, I have he's because his the, he put out three he put out two albums and a mixtape, right? Yeah, and I feel like you know they all have a very similar theme. They all sort of have a like coherent, you know, the skits of the, the theme therapy, is the therapy fuck se- you, dad. Well, the therapy sessions <laughs> and like the you know the, the consistent sort of makeup to them, and I feel like he's like, well, he wants to continue with that, and so where mm-hmm. you know where in sort of the 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 structure of this can he place? This new album, and okay, we'll put it before the first one. Sure, why not? Like, yeah, and he did say, he did say, like, like Wolf is not is not the the third album in in like Bastard Goblin whatever trilogy. I think he said on like a Form Spring or some shit like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. he is the only person in the universe who still uses Form Spring. <laughs> They're shutting down. Oh, what's Tyler gonna do? I don't know, man. Probably yell and swear, swear and say really politically incorrect things on Twitter. <laughs> His Twitter account is fucking great. Fuck Tyler. Yes, at fuck Tyler. Um, what was his yeah, mixtape? Have... Didn't he put out a mixtape? Um. Well, odd. F- his first album is a mixtape. Insofar oh, okay. as it's a free album, but it's not a mixtape in the traditional sense of rap mixtapes of unlicensed stuff. Okay, I thought, uh, I thought he rap put over out three things beats. before Wolf, but he's only put out two. Uh, no, he, he, they did. Odd Future as a whole did put out a mixtape in oh, the sense tape, of Volume One. No, uh, or, no, that's because that's about, original songs. Oh, uh, radical, radical, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's the traditional rap mixtape of, uh, you know, them rapping over unlicensed beats. Yeah. Uh, which they still, you know, just like straight up stole from uh, other artists. Yeah. Uh, but Bastard isn't a mixtape because he's, you know, like a you know, producer and composer of all these great songs. Yeah. Um, I still think Bastard is probably the best, his most solid album. Uh, but Wolf comes close. Goblin, Goblin is much too long yeah. and gets too kind of caught up in its... Uh, Wanting to be shocking value, shock its desire for shock value to be to make a really effective artistic statement. But you can see, but like at times it really shines. Yeah. But, there's there's uh, some great tracks on there. Yeah, I don't think they fit together into a great Yonkers. album. Uh, his his uh, slower paced songs like her and she. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it's. Uh, I thought it was a pre- I thought it was a pretty good album, and it uh. It got uh, you know favorable reviews. So, uh, God, but um, beyond uh, the world of rap, yeah, we, we have the new Queens of the Stone Age album with Dave Grohl on drums, uh, which is going to be huge. When does that Queens of the Stone Age are fucking terrific? When does that come out? Ah, like. I want to say June or August. Okay. Yeah, it's soon. And uh, we gotta talk about the boards of Canada thing. Oh God, yeah, the boards, boards of Canada. Those guys down. are nerds. Those guys are. The, they, they, they did like a little ARG type deal. Yeah. So like, what was it on World Record Store Day? Yeah. They went into like 
five record stores around, around the, the world. world, like all over the world, and released and put in like a vinyl that just said like Boards of Canada on the front, and had a twenty-minute, uh, had twenty-second song snippet, and then uh, six uh, numbers. Six numbers read by a speech uh, synthesizer. And then they had uh, mysterious YouTube clips published like a year ago. Like this video was uploaded (laughs) a year ago, but they only uh, revealed it now. Uh, And it all culminated when there was a site, like there's this site where you can go to and it uh, asks for a password. And if you take the... uh, if you take the the, the numbers six the thing, numbers and there was, from all of the and there was something else records. there was like a clip they put on NPR like or something yeah. like that too like no a, um Adult Swim yeah it was, like it was a couple yeah, of other were, places though it was like scattered all across like basically they were like all right well we'll just put these out in like totally random ass places and then people will find these numbers and discover this password and then log in and then that's how the re- release of the record will go. Oh yeah, it's and that's the, the those, pre, guys, that's the those guys are site. out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those guys are fucking out I'm there. I'm so amped for their new album because all oh, their stuff is so good. Yeah, they're terrific and they they're super mysterious and they don't do interviews. Did and, you know that they're brothers? Uh, yes, I read they, the they're, Pitchfork they're, interview where they where it was <laughs> revealed for the first time that they were brothers. Yeah, <laughs> they're brothers and they they've been recording for like years and no one knew. Because no yeah. one knew who the fuck they were. Because <laughs> they don't perform live. They're yeah. The, nobody has any idea about them. They just release these like albums that are like terrific. Yeah, they're just amazing and hugely influential too. I mean, like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like like you know, okay, uh, Kid A. Like I mean, that is basically uh-huh. Boards of Canada and Aphex Twin. Like yeah, the radio and like even the radio nowadays you have that. these. Yeah, these uh, labels like uh, Flying Lotus's Brain Feeder. Oh yeah, mm. and you can't tell me that like Boards of Canada's like signature like woozy keyboard, uh, and the analog keyboard like yeah, like it's been recorded on a tape machine like two or three times, yes. and like what with someone like holding their finger on the like playback head a little bit to like make it slow down and speed up, like mm-hmm. yeah, like the they're just all over modern electronic music. Yeah. Uh, I, I I I shamefully like love all alternate reality games, no matter how cheesy they I are. Play, I played I like, played the, the Halo Two one, Isle of Bees. Yeah, dude, the, I yeah, remember the Halo that. 2 that one blew my mind. Was, it was so cool. Yeah, like, I, like, I don't even like Halo as a series, but that was the coolest thing. Man, I love I love those games. Me too. Like I just I just don't have like I don't think they're bad games. I just have no feelings about them they have never inspired great emotion for me i love them (laughs) (laughs) i I guess we have another disagreement i played so much halo in my life like it's really ridiculous yeah played a lot of halo the new one is good too reach i thought they really nailed it like no four four oh yeah sorry four yeah reach was good too though yeah reach was good four was good yeah four halo four yeah um yeah we play a little bit of Halo Four. Philip. Yeah, yeah. We should we should do that again. Yeah, it'd be fun. Cool. I think I I, I need to go up to New York uh, to buy some Uniqlo. <laughs> <laughs> so 
Sponsor us, Uniqlo. We're, I'm begging you. I have no shame. So the, Send me clothes. So the wedding that, uh, there are, that Patrick and I were at, I was a groomsman. Um, I looked fly as hell because I bought my entire outfit at Uniqlo. <laughs> I bought a blazer, That's shit. a blazer, a sweater vest, a shirt, and the the chinos that I'm wearing now. I guess my tie is it was this tie, but like uh, it wasn't uh, I, that's not from Uniqlo. Postmodem brought to you by Uniqlo. This could happen. Please, please, Uniqlo sponsor us. Yeah, that's what I like to hear. We're gonna have a Dang. talk about the size of your pants. <laughs> <laughs> Uniqlo <laughs> offers free uh, alterations on orders over $30. Pants only. Yes. Uh, yep. As a dude with uh, what's met, what doctors refer to as uh, no ass, uh, <laughs> Uniqlo, yes, uh, a, a tremendous dearth of ass. Uh, Uniqlo fits me like a glove, so. Like a glove for my legs. An assless glove. <laughs> yes. <laughs> See, and but the nice thing about Uniqlo is that even someone like me, who who you might describe as having dad ass, um, <laughs> uh, is uh, Uniqlo still fits me fine. Like I, I love their I love their their clothes. I wear Uniqlo just... jeans every day. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, what else do we ha- have on the list here? Um. You said you were reading, uh, like, Japanese literature. Called, yeah, like, yeah, I'm reading this book, um, Snow Country. Drop some science about that. Yeah, I'm reading this book, Snow Country, by uh, Kawabata, um, Yasunari Kawabata. Uh, it's really good. It's about this, like, dude who's sort of, like, disconnected from the world around him and is, like, he travels to the western part of Japan uh, the main island of Japan, Honshu, which is like because of where it's located, um, just gets an incredible amount of snow. It's probably like the snowiest region in the world for its latitude, which is roughly on par with Western Europe and New York and stuff like that. Um, they get low in the winters; they can get like 15 feet of snow um, because basically, like Siberian air comes down and then is like, "Oh, hey, sup, mountains of Japan," and then just dumps all of the its moisture there. And so there, it's like crazy amount of snow, and like it's very. As a result, it's very like rural for the most part. Like, um, uh, and it just it's set in this sort of very isolated environment at this hot spring, and like this dude is like, it's just really good. He's just like the way it's told is just very eerie and creepy, and like portends great tragedy throughout the entire novel you're like oh this is gonna end really really badly like a lot of japanese literature it's just this like just shame from the get-go just like you're just like you 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 are behaving improperly like yes you feel bad i hope you feel bad (laughs) yeah exactly so it's really good it's classic it's basically considered his masterpiece and Kawabata is interesting because he he is well you know he basically like the one of the fathers of modern Japanese literature. He actually discovered you know, Yukio Mishima, who is probably one you know probably the most famous Japanese author uh, of the of the time. Um, obviously now it would be um, Murakami, but uh, mm-hmm. Mishima is pretty well known. 
Um, he wrote The Sound of Waves and uh, a few other books. Um, but what's interesting is that both Kawabata and Mishima killed themselves. Um, um, Mishima... Unhappy writers, man. Mish- well, Mishima, Mishima was a crazy motherfucker. He... Uh, was this the dude who attempted a coup? Yeah, he wanted to restore the emperor. Yeah, that dude, that dude was out of his mind. <laughs> he to restore the emperor. And it's, and it's really tragic because he, he was obviously unbalanced. He took over like a government building and like killed himself on the roof with a sword. Holy uh, shit! Yeah, and, yeah he, and it wasn't even the first time he tried to commit ritual suicide. Like he tried to do a double suicide thing earlier, but didn't go through with it. Um, and like, uh, his. Yeah, he he Mishima was a weird guy, but Kawabata, I think just he just like regular killed himself. He didn't do like a ritual <laughs> like political type deal. He was just unhappy. And I mean that comes through in his writing very much, so he's very he's very there's a very dark misanthropic strain to all of it. Like he talks a lot about how like one of the themes of the book is like uh it, it, it comes up the phrase comes up all the time is a waste of effort. And you know, he has these examples of things people are doing as like that seems just like a waste of time to me. Like, but the things are basically just people living their life and dealing with the like, dealing with you know life throwing shit at you, and you have to adapt. And he's like, well, you know, everything seems pointless. It like, it's kind of hallmark depression type thinking. Um, <laughs> Jesus, sounds like a fucking barrel of laughs. <laughs> it's a great. It's a really good novel. Um, and but what's really striking to me is I realized like. The other, my other favorite Japanese author, uh, Ryunosuke Akutagawa, also killed himself because he was very depressed. Um, so, like, my three favorite Japanese writers have all killed themselves, and I'm like, Jesus. But uh, <laughs> Kawabata is interesting because he was the first Japanese author to win the Nobel Prize for Literature. Oh wow! Um, yeah, um, and he gave this really. He gave. Uh, it was actually a really. Their like reasons for selecting him were really kind of offensive. They were like, "He has an insight into the Japanese mind." I'm like, "What oh, exactly wow. does that mean? Are you saying this is some Orientalism happening right here?" Right. Yeah. The mind this, of like, the other. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. And so he gave this like speech about that is kind of perplexing as well. But it's like he's it's trying to give insight into actually give insight into like Japanese aesthetics and like wabi sabi and stuff like that and like. Um, some of that stuff, and that that comes across a lot in his in Snow Country too. Is the like, the sort of that that dynamic of like, you know, simple but unrefined. Um, I don't know. It, it, there's an entire Wikipedia thing about this. I stu- I did some study as of of Asian art history and stuff like that in school, so we don't really need to get into the whole. Deal like we could, you could teach an entire class because literally they do. Because uh, it's just very different from Western aesthetics. Like it's just like the sort of Greek Hellenistic like aesthetics of like that we sort of all dry, derive everything from. You know, it's just a very different viewpoint from that. And so it, anyway. I, I, I'd like to add some like background to this episode for our listeners because you, you reminded me because you, you you adjusted your your tie there. Colin Colin is dressed very well for this podcast. He's got a nice nice collared shirt. He's got a nice tie on. His hair is is nicely combed. He's, he's not no neck beard. Dude's got dude's got a good head head of hair. Thank yeah, you. he's thank yeah. you. Colin looks Colin looks fantastic for this episode, and it's a shame you're only hearing this. <laughs> 
We got to do. Maybe we should do a YouTube uh, oh. like thingy. Well, Google Hangout uh, can do that. They can just record yeah, yeah, directly to YouTube. I got I got radio hair. <laughs> Patrick does as well. Yeah, yeah. My Patrick earlier before we started the show, Patrick put on a hat because he was too yes. embarrassed by his hair to show me. To show yeah, me. Yeah, it's it, like, it's, it, it's it not a it's not a good look today. You know, we're we're not looking our best, frankly. Speak for yourself. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I'm Colin, talking. Colin looks fantastic. The royal we, by which I mean me. <laughs> So is that what? So to, yeah. to circle Patrick, back, is that what happened? Is that did you get coronated? Did you win the war? Uh, Are you now the king of the Netherlands? Uh, if yes, I have usurped power, <laughs> and then and then you abdicated the throne and fucking came back to America. Yeah, praise like, be to Patrick, this king of the Netherlands. <laughs> yes. Patrick um, the first. Probably, I, I think the highlight of the coronation day was. Uh, Watching some poor, uh, extremely inebriated lady uh, fall in one of the canals uh, <laughs> off of a boat. Oh, that's perfect. Oh my God. And she was fine. They pulled her out right after. Like, I was going to ask. That would have made that less funny. No, no, no. Like, this is obviously an op- occupational hazard for, like, celebration day boat boat rides like wasted people falling off and i felt bad like in retrospect because like you can't fall into you you can't push somebody into a pool anymore you know like at pool parties before cell phones and before iphones and shit like you know that's just something you could do and the inconvenience would be uh you got somebody's shirt wet now you push somebody into a pool and their four hundred dollar uh smartphone is phone is is dead so that well, particular if piece I had a pool of youth party, culture I would, is a I would way. have a, 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 a phone like a, basket. A, a phone basket. Yeah, take please put your phones out. Uh, you don't want to. You want to have. You want to have a problem with. And this. you don't. And you don't tell them why. It's it's just well, so just, people can be pushed into the pool. That would be perfect. <laughs> right. But you're like, look, you know, hey, uh, please remove your phone. You know, it's gonna. We just we've had problems before. Like, mm-hmm. we're here to all hang out, not look at our phones. Put your yeah, like, yeah, like dress it up as like you know when some of this like twee like live in the moment everybody bullshit yeah. that everybody engages in. And- oh, <laughs> oh, oh my god, have you heard about this? People who like they literally have such poor self control that they put everyone puts their phone on the table when they're all having like brunch or whatever, and then like in front of everybody and like face down, and the first person to like touch their phone has, has to, to buy pay. every has to pay. Yeah, isn't that fucked like, up? I- yeah, no, like I don't know. I'm I'm a dude with really poor self control and an incredible desire for the steady flow of dopamine from Twitter. Oh uh, my god! So like, I'm not proud. Like I, I, this is a shameful subject, but like <laughs> I wish that that idea of putting some uh, someone's phone in the middle of the table during a brunch. I wish that didn't make so much sense to me. <laughs> right. Can I can I can I finish this with a rant here? This has been just boiling under the surface for me go, for go, weeks. Uh, go, like, yeah, go, like, go, like, I'm I'm so fucking tired of like all of this kind of. It's, I, I I just find it all incredibly twee and insufferable and Get fucking and lazy when people talk about like, oh, you're not living in the moment. People these days don't live in the moment. People are always staring at their phones. Like people have been assholes and not paying to attention to each other. For fucking centuries. Like, now it's just obvious. Now you have you you know when somebody's being a dickhead. Things are amazing now. Like, it used to be they were like, 
oh man, I can't wait. Like they're looking at you and they're looking you right at this is even worse. They're looking in your eyes and they're like, man, I can't wait to go home and masturbate. Like, <laughs> and You don't want somebody looking at you thinking that. Like, I'd rather they be looking at Twitter if they're not listening to what I'm saying. Like, people have always been assholes and mm-hmm, self-involved. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not it's, true. Yeah. It's absolutely true. And if any new generations are appear uh, more self-absorbed. It's only because previous generations gave them those tools. And I guarantee you that if you had Instagram in like the 60s <laughs> or cell phones during Woodstock, you'd have like kids, people holding up cell phones. Yeah. You'd have like a bunch of hippies taking selfies yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah. some fucking Bob Dylan selfies. Yo, yo, yeah, dude. This is this goes back to this art, like Atlantic article about how millennials oh, are God, cheapos. Yeah. Millennials was, are well, cheap. They don't want to buy a house. I'm like, no, we're fucking poor. We're saddled yes. with student loan debt that's the size of a mortgage. We're saddled with no job. Fifty percent of college graduates don't have a fucking job. Like, we don't. People are just trying to fucking grind. We're just trying to survive. We're out here. Like yeah. we're just trying to we like, make here. it work. We're not. Like, <laughs> we don't have fucking the stability or the money to plan for a fucking future. You. The fucking boomers had that privilege of being able to say, I'm going to depend on being able to get a job that I'm going to be able to work at for my whole life. I'm going to get a mortgage. I'm going to have a family. I'm going to be able to plan for all of that. That's privilege. That's not a right. That's a privilege. That's a modern American thing. That didn't exist. That hasn't, that hasn't been around for, that's not been around for centuries. Like, normally people are just trying to fucking stay alive. Like, they're trying to like live long enough so they can fuck somebody and pop out some kids so that their (laughs) genetic material will go on. Or like, they just want to have like eight kids because most of them are going to die. And like, like realistically, like uh-huh. the more infant mortality rates are high, and plus you need people to work on your fucking farm because you're like, we're not, we're not rich enough to hire some people to help us. Like we're just trying to like not starve. Like we need all the kids we can get. Yeah, so, and yeah, then it's like it's like, and then they're saying we're cheap and lazy. Fuck get you, em. get them. Fuck you. We're not cheap. We would love to have a, a house. We would love to have a car and live in a nice nice place we don't want to take the bus just because we're like you know the bus is pretty cool we might say that we're just we're just trying to hype ourselves up because we're like man it would be nice if i could just like do this stuff and like there's certainly advantages to living in cities but like we don't you don't have to be a like you don't have to live in a roach infested apartment and like you know i saw this blog it was called the worst room and it was like oh oh my god yeah Yeah. and it's like it's just that's photos and then descriptions of craigslist postings in new york city for rooms that are Man, like under a thousand dollars, and they're all terrifying. Like it's literally I have like, seen some rooms. It's like closets, and it's like rooms with like I don't know a five foot eight height ceiling. Like I, it's a, a clearly a kitchen that has been turned into a bedroom. Like all sorts of no windows. Like like no one wants to live there, but people have to because yeah, they have no choice. Like my my buddy, he it is like this is a dude. Like he, he lived on the Lower East Side. His apartment, I'm not fucking kidding you. Like his room was the size of like maybe one like like one part of a sidewalk, like where the dividers end. Like it was like that. He had a bed, like a tiny ass bed in there. That was basically it. Like that's fucked up. And, but he just never was there, right? Like he would just. Yeah, that's the thing. Nobody, most people don't don't really live in their apartments. And yeah, it is a place to sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yep. a place to but sleep it, and not get robbed. Yep. Returning a, to millennial rants. because yes, I got I, go. I, I got to drop my verse yeah, essentially on yeah. this. Get him! Uh, get him! And so cut. it's really yeah. depressing when 
uh, fucking Time magazine publishes uh, shit like, oh, the millenn- like their their cover their cover this week was somebody taking a selfie and like the millennials, why they're the laziest shifty uh, most shiftless generation or something. Just some a dick. some bullshit. Some bullshit. Like this generation, frankly, is fucking like it's more uh it's more uh accepting of uh it's less racist, incredibly less homophobic. I would argue that the millennial generation is the first generation where uh, uh where uh overt homophobia is just not acceptable. Yeah. Like even am- among among young people, it's just not okay. And uh finally and, and in the same way that maybe uh the, Overt racism maybe, was un, un, yeah. uncomfortable in, in maybe like the, the 70s. Yeah, I'd say in, in, by the 70s, like, overt racism was just not acceptable. It was not done. And I think from now on, it will Am- not be done young, to be open. Amongst young people. Amongst yeah, young yeah, yeah. People. Among, among children of that generation. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're far, far more tolerant. They're, frankly, the, uh, I know a bunch of people, the people we believed, you know, we believe the story of of American exceptionalism of of working hard and achieving goals, uh, and fuck yeah, we're disillusioned because we have uh, crushing. Uh, what is it? There's, uh, I believe there's twice as much student loan debt as there is credit card yes, debt in the United true. States now. Think yep. about that. Think about how many credit, how much credit card debt there is. Yeah. And now just think, ah, oh, twice and, that. And so you look at prices. You look at home prices, you look at tuition prices, you look at cost of living, you look at all of this stuff, and then you look at wages. And wages have been flat for the yeah. last 20 years. Like, since our parents were leaving, you know, leaving college, leaving, you know, and Gen Xers were leaving college and all that stuff, wages have been basically flat. But everything else has been going up. And, and there's less jobs. The jobs that are there pay less both like, like in terms of actual dollar amount and in terms of earning power and it's just like yeah of course we're fucking disillusioned and we're taking non-traditional career paths like no shit and like and and and, and it's just the gall of people to like to to say like that it's our fault you know what i mean you know what i mean like it's our fault that all this is happening no it's not you guys are the ones in power you guys are the ones yep. who fucked up the economy you guys are the ones who did all this shit. You guys are the ones who created this fucking housing bubble, buying these unrealistic homes that had, you know, like, there was no way that a, a brand new house was going to, you were going to get, a, you, know, you have a variable rate mortgage on it. Like, it's just nuts. You're just like, oh yeah, the housing market will double in the next five years and then it'll be, uh, it'll be a good investment. Like, what? <laughs> what is wrong with you? Like, you're absolutely insane. Like, yeah, preach. Yeah. Yeah. What, what is what is more lazy and entitled than that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and well, that's the thing is that that's why they're they're saying they're lazy. We're lazy, entitled, and shiftless is because boomers are lazy, entitled, and shiftless. It's just projection. <laughs> Blame shifting. Yeah. Yep. It's just it's Fuck simple it. projection. Yeah, it, 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 I got genuinely incensed at the time cover, and it's easy to say, oh, you know, oh, who gives a fuck about time. But, uh, you know what? Like, fuck that. Like, time is in the newsstands of every, uh, checkout line in the, uh, every supermarket checkout line in the fucking nation. Yeah. Like, lots of people read books. it. Yeah. Like, and to have an article that's, fuck these kids, like, oh, look with them with their selfies and their Instagrams and, ah, 
Uh, like, no, fuck you guys. Fuck you. Fuck the pe- person who picked that cover. And then in the article, guess they interviewed fucking Kim Kardashian. Oh, sweet and fucking, uh, oh, fucking, it was somebody else really fucking, somebody who was 30. Uh, somebody really vacant. Something like somebody like Ryan Seacrest or something. I don't even remember. <laughs> Ryan Seacrest was, is a Gen Xer. Yeah, he, they interviewed Gen Xers for an article about the millennials. It's completely, completely asinine. Garbage. Oh. Shouts Garbage. out to Time Magazine. Fuck you for being a piece of shit. Yeah. Word. And congratulations. You are the jo- journalistic equivalent of like human uh, waste. I was going to say cotton candy. <laughs> Insubstantial bullshit spun up into a web-like thread uh, that is disgusting and gets everywhere. Uh, Damn. But cotton candy is yeah. tasty. Yes, that's the only, yeah, that's a problem. It would be like nasty-flavored ca- cotton candy. Shit-flavored cotton candy. Yeah. That's an episode. Cotton of magazine. feces. <laughs> do you guys yeah, want, we can't... Well, do you guys want to talk about yeah, one more thing before we, we end oh, yeah. so we don't, end, we don't end mad? Yeah, that's not yeah, a, yeah, yeah. that's not a good look for anybody. Nobody yeah, wants to leave angry. Don't go to bed. Don't go to bed angry. Yeah. Uh, uh, you just want to talk about movies? Um, you want to talk about movies? I haven't fucking quick? seen any movies uh, recently. Like, I haven't seen Iron Man three. I haven't seen uh, Great Gatsby. It comes out this weekend. I'm not planning to see that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, what I really wanted to see was the new Shane Carruff film, uh, Upstream. Upstream Color. Color. Have you seen it? But. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm going to watch it. It's on iTunes now. I'm going yeah, to watch this. Yeah, it's love on Prime. iTunes. Oh shit! Yeah, it just came. out I was on, on vacation. There's a local neighborhood uh, Pittsburgh uh, art theater thing, like three blocks from me. Uh, because when they were revitalizing Pittsburgh downtown, they took a porn theater and they said, <laughs> yeah. "You are now an art theater." Uh, <laughs> Do people are are you still allowed to masturbate in the seats? Uh, I I. I've, uh, I would not know. I uh, as, as, as they said, as they said in in a recent episode of Mad Men, one of my favorite masturbation euphemisms, working the slide rule. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I've been there da, once. Da, uh, da, I saw. Da, da. I saw a separation that Iranian movie, which was really, really terrific there. Uh, but no, I gotta see Upstream Color because Primer is like the greatest shit to me. Yeah, Primer yeah. is awesome. I love that flick. Um. I guess we we do have shout outs to do. Uh do we or, a, and, oh, yeah, yeah. and and shout out. Yeah, we got a uh props to uh Joe D'Amato and James Gollick for their new podcast Real Talk. Uh cuz that's some the, the, that's some real talk. Yeah, it's a good good podcast. You can find it at a, what realtalk.io. Yeah, it's it, it, it's highly technical. Uh because those guys, they know their shit. Like, yeah. they know those, their those shit. Those two are the smartest motherfuckers that ever walked the face of the earth. Yeah, dude. Like, that's... It, it, it's good shit. So, friends of the show. Friends of the show, definitely. So, check that shit out. Uh, any other uh, shout-outs and big, big ups? Uh, I think... Hmm. I think we're good on that front. Yeah. Yeah. Now, okay, now I feel better. <laughs> I, uh, I started watching Arrested Development. Oh wow! Uh, yeah. I love that show. Yeah, I uh, well, I'd seen like a couple episodes, like right, you know, here and there. I was familiar with the premise and the show, and like enough to know that I, I like this. This is this thing that I, I want to watch. But it was like I never really took the time to sit down and watch through all of it. So since the new episodes are coming out, 
soon. Yeah, you got to finish. Uh, yeah, I, I want to yeah. be ready. I want to be ready for it. I'm in the same position. Like, I've seen, like, a couple episodes and enjoyed it, but never uh, sat down and uh, seen the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, you guys. Oh, that's, y- y'all got to finish. We, we need to be able to share this together. Alrighty. Yeah. I will. Okay. You guys ready, uh, you guys ready to sign off? Yeah, all right. Uh, signing off. No, uh, no, you hang up first. No, <laughs> no, you. I'm just going to fall asleep right here with the <laughs> microphone on my pillow. Aww. Uh, all right, my, in high school, Peace. My high school girlfriend would get so mad when I would do that. <laughs> Dude, I, I went to a girl where she would like want to talk to me, and I'd always fucking fall asleep. Yeah. And, I, just like, <laughs> yeah. and I'd wake up, and I'd be like, why is my phone so... Oh, God damn it. And this was in the day. This was before cell phones when I was doing this. So, oh shit! Yeah, this was fucking before cell phones. So it was like the house phone. It was like left off. The oh hook shit! For so like nobody was hours. calling the house all night. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Nice. Yep. Me just like fucking falling asleep, like on the phone with with this lady, age fifteen. That's some. That's some old school shit. <laughs> some old school shit. Yep. I'm turning twenty seven. Right, I'm y'all. turning twenty seven next month. Fuck. Fucking a. That's why I'm wearing a tie. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. Man. Yeah. All right, All right y'all. Bye. Peace out. Peace. Bye. insubstantial bullshit spun up into a web-like thread that is disgusting and gets everywhere.